1: That's audible.com slash wonderypod or text WONDERYPOD to 500, 500
2: It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this... All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find MyMochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Say goodbye to performance robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up.
0: This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. One day Canada, the next day Thailand, then New York, London. You just never know. This week we come to you from Ephraim, Wisconsin. Bet you don't know where that is. It's in Door County. Bet you don't know where that is. We are in northern Wisconsin on the shores of Lake Michigan at the Ephraim Shores Resort. By the way, population of Ephraim, 288. But Door County, imagine this, 300 miles of shoreline, five state parks, 11 lighthouses. I mean, you talk summer. You got to show up. Nineteen county parks, fifty-three Lake Michigan beaches, and it's one of the great undiscovered gems of America. So many of my friends just fly over Wisconsin; they don't bother to stop. And for those of you who know me, you know I make every effort to stop in Wisconsin since I went to school here. But this is still a great place to visit. It rem- think about this reminds you so much of uh, it's the Wisconsin version of Cape Cod. I mean, it's pretty cool. And uh, taking your calls, by the way, at 888-887-3837. That's 888-88-PETER. And if you can't get through on the phones, you know the drill. You email me to Peter at PeterGreenberg.com with your name, phone number, question or problem. We'll solve it right here on the air. And not only is it a cool place to visit, it's become a very cool place to eat. No, you just don't have to have cheese curds and brats. Uh, they've evolved from that, although you, you know I had cheese curds yesterday. I mean, that's a ritual for me. And great fish. Uh, but the cuisine here has gone world-class in very surprising ways. It's no longer just a grilled cheese sandwich or pizza. Although you can get a grilled cheese sandwich, and a very good one, too, because you're in Wisconsin. And the way that you get the grilled cheese sandwich is you get grilled smoked gouda. Yes. Throw in a couple of, uh, you know, grilled mushrooms in there or some grilled onions, and you are in Anyway, enough about the food, because we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, The other really cool thing about Wisconsin in the summer is how you get here. You fly to Milwaukee, which, by the way, is a great airport. I like to call it Chicago's secret airport. If you look at the parking lot at Mitchell Field, one-third of the plates are Illinois plates. That'll tell you what the folks in Illinois know, that Wisconsin is the place to be. They even have the best bookstore I've ever been into at an airport. In, at, the, at the airport in Milwaukee. It's called Renaissance Books. It's a used and rare bookstore in the airport. And I will not leave Door County or Milwaukee without going to that bookstore because it is so cool. And then, of course, you get in your car and you start heading north, and you're hugging the shores of, of Lake Michigan almost all the way up, plas- you know, passing places like Egg Harbor and Sturgeon Bay and just really cool places. And then uh, one of the places you pass is Oshkosh. And I, I timed this trip perfectly. Uh, and for those of you who want to plan your trip next year, follow my advice. Here's what you do you book your hotel up here in Door County and stop in Oshkosh when they have the EAA fly in. It's the largest airport show, airline show, air, airplane show in the world, it's the world's busiest airport tower for a period of five days. We're talking hundreds of planes that fly in of every size and pedigree. And earlier this week, I got a treat. On the way up to Door County, I stopped just for three hours at the air show. I got a chance to fly a 1928 Ford Trimotor. And it reminded me of a story, and I I had no idea how cool the story was about to be. See, my grandfather was a star reporter for William Randolph Hearst on the old L.A. Examiner. And about two months before my mom passed away in 2003, she said to me one day, oh, there's something I always wanted to give you. And she opens up just a desk drawer in her room, and in there is an accordion fold-out map with hard sides, um, And it looks like, you know, an old map, and on the front of it, it said T.A.T. That stands for Transcontinental Air Transport. And I opened it up, and it was something given to my grandfather by T.A.T. to commemorate his being the first passenger on the first transcontinental flight across america it started from los angeles and ended up in columbus ohio and then you did the rest of the trip by train took 48 hours door to door Uh, and on one side of this map it was a map of the railroad tracks because that's what the pilots flew they followed the tracks and and the plane spotters on the ground would call in to, to report on the progress of the plane the other side of the map was the certificate presented to my grandfather saying that he'd been a passenger on the plane and signed by the pilot, Charles Lindbergh. So here I am in Oshkosh, and I look at the side of this plane, the Ford Tri-Motor, and it says T-A-T. And I said, you're kidding me. They said, no. The very first plane that was flown on the transcontinental flight started from Los Angeles to Columbus, and that was the one my grandfather was flown. The second one was the one I was looking at in Oshkosh, and it's operational and it flew the route from Columbus back to L.A., and they gave me a ride on the plane. I mean, how cool is that? And by the way, anybody can take rides on these planes. There are still a number of these Ford tri-motors still operational. Uh, two of them were at the air show in Oshkosh, along with every conceivable airplane in, a, in, in your imagination was there. Uh, for an airplane geek like me, it was Nirvana um and what a great introduction to come up to door county because that's all i've been talking about till i got here and then of course now all i'm talking about is door county because it's so much fun but time it right stop at the air show and then head north and that's when you have true r&r you can tell stories like i just did but if you want great history uh you'll find it not only in oshkosh you'll find it here in door county because it was started back in 1853 this community we're in now ephraim um and uh it's got a, a great blend of, of Norwegian heritage and Moravian culture. Look that up. Google that while you're at it. And uh, and the food's great. And it's not crowded. People don't know about it. And uh, and then, a little bit later in the show, we'll talk about uh, what I always do. I visit the fire department. The volunteer fire department in Ephraim is only 18 people. It's a small fire department, but they got a great parade vehicle, and they'll let to do ride-alongs, too. So if you want a true American summer... With great food, don't forget the smoked Gouda. Yes, you can have the brats and the cheese curds, but don't forget the smoked Gouda. Then you check out Door County and you check out Ephraim, and we'll be talking a lot about that during the show. And don't forget the Oshkosh Fly-In, the world's busiest airport over five days. It's unbelievable. Great history, great food, great R&R in a state that most people don't ever go to. They fly over it. You know, once a year, I take four of my friends— and I drag them, kicking and screaming, to Wisconsin. And you know what they say after they've been here? I had no idea. And then they tell their friends, and well, before they tell all their friends, I've just told you, so get over here.
3: Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore.
0: since the age of 18 i've been a volunteer fireman and proudly so and i never go anywhere without checking in with the fire department because wherever i'm going to be let's face it they've been in everybody's house they've been in everybody's hotel they've been in everybody's restaurant they know where to go they know where not to go they're the best arbiters of information on the planet so of course i had to invite one of their own right here in ephraim uh the former fire chief of ephraim uh, Niles Weber, how are you, sir? How are you, Chief? Good morning.
4: Uh, very nice. Uh, a beautiful day, and uh, how could it be finer being God's country with uh, a day like today?
0: I know. And, and for most people who don't understand this, I mean, if you take a look at Lake Michigan and you start in Milwaukee, for example, or even in Chicago, you just keep going north, and you will sooner or later get to Ephraim, and boy, when you get here, it's beautiful. Very true. And yeah. uh, of course, Ole
4: Larson founded Ephraim. On Horseshoe Island in 1851, and Iverson, the minister, founded Ephraim in 1853.
0: In fact, if I if I hear correctly, this was a dry county until yeah. recently. Yes,
4: yeah, so it was 163 years dry, and now they voted it wine and beer. So oh, they're making progress now. Wine and, and beer. beer. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but you joined the fire department when
4: I uh, married the fire chief's daughter.
0: Well then you had to join
4: and I inherited the fire department along with it 57 years ago. Wow. And I'm still on the department.
0: Most people do not realize this that about 71% of all firefighters in America are volunteer. Yes. And and uh, they have a recruiting challenge because if you're going to join, you have a commitment. You got to show up, you got to train um the, the training that I get in New York is the same training that a New York City fire department uh, member gets. I mean, we have to know everything. Sometimes we have to train for things we're never going to see. Uh, I'm on a fire department on an island, so hazmat and train derailments are not really part of my training, but we have to go through it anyway. anyway. You're right. Uh, what's your biggest challenge here? What's our biggest challenge? Protecting people.
4: But, I mean, in terms of the type of emergencies. Type of emergencies, maybe more with EMS Sure. Side of things. Yeah, one-third of
0: our alarms are medical as well.
4: All right. We have uh, what we call our mid-door group between Bayless Harbor, Gibraltar, and Ephraim. And
0: by the way, the distances between those are not great. No. Uh, Less than five miles. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's what I'm talking about Wisconsin. You have neighborhood after neighborhood after town after village, and everybody knows everybody. Right. And, we and, and you have mutual aid packs.
4: Yes, and right? we joined these three departments together because, like you said, you can't get volunteers. So we joined the three of them together, and that makes a better workforce for fighting fires. You don't fight fires with fire trucks. You fight them with people.
0: And before we get into all of your great tips, do you have a parade truck? Do I? Yes, yeah, so
4: a 1934 Ford. It was bought in 1934 and built the station in 1934 it's now our museum and the two. does it still work it still runs you, you, it's you know, in
0: you no you're supposed to say you betcha you betcha <laughs> <laughs> you betcha <off> from the, <laughs> up from <laughs> that's right now we're in the up yeah but the bottom line is you take it out it's great right do you do, do you guys do ride-alongs yes i do i've
4: driven it and i that was the first line pumper when i joined the fire department and at, our tanker was a gasoline truck well, fuel oil truck was our tanker filled with water, of course, not gasoline or fuel oil. Sure. And that was the two pieces when I joined in
0: 1959. So. And you know what? We have a 1955 Willys, and that's our parade truck. It's mm-hmm. much smaller than yours, by the way. And another word about recruiting while I'm at it. Uh, it is a challenge for all volunteer fire departments, but I'd like to encourage anybody listening to this. It's a great way to be a, a true member of your community, to give back what you get back in return is exponential in return. And I've been a member since I'm 18. And I can tell you this, whether you're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the high school gym coach, the gardener, the pharmacist, it doesn't matter. Each of you has something to bring to the party when you become a member of the volunteer fire department. So please check your local communities and make it happen.
5: If you are continuing on to another Southwest destination,
2: please make sure that you check the monitors inside the terminal for your proper gate and flight information. If you are continuing on
0: with another airline, we really don't care. I am a passenger. Right. Now, right, now, right. Talking with the uh, fire chief, Niles, we've worked from the Ephraim Fire Department. OK, now we got to get down to the important stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first came to Wisconsin, I'm dating myself, but 1967, the definition of sautéed was just deep fried. Everything was deep fried. You had pizza, and you had pizza, you had brats, and, and then you got introduced to cheese curds. Okay, that was it, right? The food choices up here are great now. I mean, yep, right? Definitely. I mean, look, you still go get your brats. I know that. Come on, I know that. You're still drinking beer. You were drinking beer even when there's a dry county. You know that. Was yeah. there was there beer on tap at the fire department, yes or no? There was at one time. There was at one time. Okay, that's a nice political answer, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I had dinner last night at a place called Chives.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Unbelievable food. Mm-hmm. Really great. And then yesterday we, I stumbled into one in Egg Harbor called The Bistro. These guys are yeah. – I mean – great menu probably the best tuna melt i've ever had mm-hmm. you know they did of course i had to have the cheese curds yeah all right definitely. chief but where do you go to hang out where's Wh- where's your favorite place that may not be in a brochure right here in ephraim
4: or in door county for that well, matter? well just down the street is the post office and they have the one of the best fish boils in door county all right now you open the door <laughs> yes. nobody knows what you're talking about well that's our queen of the sea uh, coming out of lake michigan called the lake michigan whitefish and I come from a commercial fishing family, and I can talk forever on I'm commercial fishing. And like I said, they, I grew up in Gills Rock at the end of the peninsula. And the whitefish have become the fish for fish boils. Okay, our but, but
0: explain what a fish boil is.
4: Well, a fish boil, you take a whitefish and chunk it up in chunks, leave the bones in it. Everything stays in? Except the innards. And it's clean scaled, and it's scraped the blood out of the inside so it's very clean and then it's boiled and uh, you boil potatoes first for 12 minutes then you put onions in with the potatoes and then you put the fish in and they boil for 12 minutes so the potatoes boil for 24 the onions for 12 and the fish for 12. This almost sounds like a German dish. Well it's a Norwegian dish. Okay, and uh, what the fishermen used to do is have a stove on the boats when they were fishing in the winter time, and they put a pot on the stove, and then they throw some fish in the pot and have fish, right,
0: fresh as you could get. That assumes you caught it. the fish. Yeah, that's right. You got to catch <laughs> you them. Got to catch them first. Right. The small minor detail. So, but there's not a restaurant around here that doesn't, at one point or another, have a fish boil.
4: Well, at one time the Viking Grill in Ellison Bay uh, was the start of a fish boil for the public. My dad and my grandfather used to have a fish boil for their help on Friday and at that time they boiled it all in one pot, dumped it out on uh, some fish boxes with some wax paper on it, and then just dig in and pick out what you wanted to eat. And then people would stop by and say, well, what's a, what's this all about? Well, then he started explaining it to them. So my dad said, well, why don't you, Lawrence Wickman, who owned the Viking Grill, said, why don't you start a fish boil, Lawrence? At one time, he served 950 people to a fish boil in Ellison Bay. That's a lot of whitefish. That's a lot of whitefish, right. Right out on the lake, right behind me. Right behind you. Uh, okay, so that's where you go for the fish. Yeah. Where do you go for brats? Where do we go for brats? Um, as it's very accessible today in all the stores, have got brats. Yeah, uh, but what restaurant do you like to hang out what at? A, well, like I said, you can have brats in... Uh, Husby's in Sister Bay, or you can have brats in any place in Door County's got brats on the menu. That's uh, who's
0: got the best brats.
4: Who's got the best brats? Well, Johnsonville, don't you know Johnsonville? Brats. I do now. Come on, <laughs> uh, they're produced down in a little town of uh, outside of Sheboygan. So, but a lot of your brat areas are in the German settlements where they had brats, and uh, they come over from the old country.
0: Now. We said this earlier in, the, in, in our segment, but it's true. Even if you're an Ephraim, you're not far away from anywhere else. I mean, no. and up and down the whole lake, you can go anywhere, right? Right. And the water is
4: swimmable in the summer. Yes, it was very nice. My son was in last night at 10 o'clock, and he said, it's like soup. <laughs> <laughs> However, in February, not the case. No, so not very solid. Now, are you an ice fisherman? Yeah, I was, yes. Really? When our perch disappeared, I quit ice fishing, but... I could fill a five-gallon pail with 27 perch. And, uh, That's why they disappeared. You uh, took them all. No, I didn't take them all. We had a fish come in the lake called Edelweif, and they ate the spawn uh, of the perch. Are they
0: trying to restock it now?
4: Well, they're trying. I don't know that they restock perch, but they're restocking with, with walleyes and, and salmon and trout. So, But uh, perch, I don't know that they've stocked anything with perch.
0: But you have photographs showing that you had 27 of them, didn't you? Yes, and I got some
4: altered out of my wall in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked.
6: Riding along in my automobile My baby beside me at the wheel Cruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go
0: show we talk to the fire chief because who knows better than the fire chief about where to go and what to do well one other guy might know too he's been doing this for a long time he works the water he works the lake and his name is jim robinson he does not just shoreline cruises and charters he he goes down he dives too how are you sir fine thanks how are you good i mean you have a big mass of water out here to play with
7: yes this is big water and you have to respect it shipwrecks a lot of shipwrecks uh, you'll hear stories of 250 to 300 shipwrecks in Door County at Waters and think that's impossible. But uh, there's over 5,000 known wrecks on the Great Lakes. Wow, that's not encouraging for people to get out on the water. <laughs> oh, well, but most of these are back from the 1800s. The when wooden... they didn't know better. Right, right. Right, when they didn't have weather radar. Exactly. Things like that. Now, you're operating boats that were actually built up here. Yes, it's a somewhat of a historic boat built in 72 in Sturgeon Bay at Peterson Builders for the Navy. And what was it used for in the Navy? Well, they had mul- it was multi-purpose. It was either a personnel boat with a rear cabin, or some of them uh, were sent over to Vietnam with the open deck as patrol boats. Did you have a deck gun? Uh, the Navy kept that. Yeah, but they had the mount. That, it, yeah. it came with that. I know that. Well, yeah. up on the bow, there was a steel turret. So, so
0: basically, you were Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. Well, sort of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> About the same size boat,
7: actually. Uh, yeah, some of the ones in Vietnam, the, the aluminum ones were a little bigger. Yeah. The, this,
0: but so what's the biggest surprise for somebody coming up here for the first time, getting out on the water? What's the biggest surprise they find when they go with you? Well, I tell you, one thing I think they're surprised
7: about is how clear and how clean the water is. Uh, People have heard bad things maybe about zebra mussels, but uh, us divers sort of like them. They have cleaned up the lakes. So right now I think the Great Lakes are cleaner than they've been in 100 years.
0: Wow. And the other thing is
7: you can go way, way out or not that far out at all and still see lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. Some of the shipwrecks here are right offshore. You can literally snorkel them from the beach. Uh, others, man, we
0: go way up into upper Michigan waters. Now, I'm fascinated by the fact that in Door County, you've got 11 lighthouses. That's, I mean, I'm a lighthouse freak, right? I have a lighthouse back where I live that, ha- that was built in 1878 that hasn't been operated from the, by the Coast Guard in 40 years, decommissioned, but still operated by volunteers, and we still use it Oh no, that's as cool. a navigational aid, right. right? But these lighthouses work.
7: Oh, yeah. And in fact, uh, the primary uh, type of cruise I run is a lighthouse cruise.
0: Are you going from lighthouse to lighthouse?
7: Right, totally cool. Yeah, we go out around some of the islands where the remote lighthouses are, and we see—we even see a shipwreck. You can look over the side of the boat and see it. Any sunset tours? Oh yeah, we do those too. Yeah, that's when the lighthouses really get
0: cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's the weirdest lighthouse you've got here?
7: Well, I—I I think the weirdest one to me is actually uh, no, just north of Door County in Upper Michigan waters. It's the Poverty Island Lighthouse, which is abandoned. And then we have another light. It's totally abandoned? totally abandoned. Who owns right? it? Uh, federal government, U.S. Department of Fish and Wildlife manages the island. But that, that,
0: I would think they would let, let somebody turn that into a B&B or? Well, there's pretty remote country up there. That's exactly, yeah, it's called B&B with the, with the, with the, <laughs> with the shining. <laughs> or,
7: but what's Death's Door? Well, Death's Door, that's where I run the majority of my lighthouse cruises. Yeah. And we, we see the lighthouses on Plum Island and Pilot Island. Pilot Island looks very eerie, though. There's a bird called a cormorant that took it over. Oh, yeah. And they've ruined the island. They've, they've killed all the trees, but it gives it a real Alfred Hitchcock look. Uh, the lighthouse still works, but it's surrounded by all these dead trees and thousands it, of birds. It's an automated lighthouse? Yeah, it's automated now. Yeah. So there's no more lighthouse keeper? Not anymore. And uh, right now, with all those birds out there, I don't think you'd want to be on that island. <laughs>
0: You can go with you the, as long as you get out fast. Oh, we get up right next to it. In fact, sometimes too close to it. When you go down scuba diving here in the lake, you say the water is still very clear. What's the most amazing shipwreck you got? Well, a friend of mine actually found an intact schooner
7: uh, up just north of the Door County Peninsula here sitting upright in 105 feet of water, and everything was on it. I mean, the old ringer. No, att- no attempt to raise it? No, no. The stern is damaged. That's, ah. a, that's how it sank. Yeah. But when you swim around it and see the railing on it and all the equipment on it and the cargo is still in the hold, uh, it looks like you could raise it and sail it. It's a fascinating wreck. Wow, that's a nice surprise. Yeah, that was a beautiful wreck. Any military wrecks? Uh, not, not, not up here. No. Right. There's rumors uh, in World War II they actually uh, used old boat, old old freighters, old ore boats as we call them, target practice for uh, aircraft carriers. Uh, uh, lake Michigan was the only great lake totally in, in the United States, and they trained pilots on Lake Michigan on on sort of makeshift aircraft carriers. And there's rumors there's a bomber up off of Washington Island that we've never found, but you're still looking for. It. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain Jim Robinson, otherwise known as Captain Robo. What's the What's your season here? Well, primarily we run from May through October,
7: and our peak season is pretty much mid-July to the end of August.
0: Where we are right now. Right. No. But bottom line is, if I came out here in February, your boats are out of the water.
7: Yeah, they're out of the water. It's all ice out here then. Right. But you'll go as late in the season as you can, right? Oh, yeah. I've even run some trips early November. That's when I want to come up. You know why? Because then we'll own the lake. The, I, you know, that's what we say. Now the lake is ours again. Nobody else out that's there right. but us. <laughs>
1: There you go. Keep that going. This is flight 372 on SWA. The flight attendant's on board serving you today. Teresa in the middle, David in the back. My name is David, and I'm here to tell you that. Shortly after takeoff, first things first, there's soft drinks and coffee to quench your thirst. But if you want another kind of drink, then just holler. Alcoholic beverages will be $4. If a Monster Energy drink is your plan, that'll be $3. and you get the whole can. We won't take your cash. You got to pay the class.
0: You know, I've talked all throughout the show about how small Door County is in terms of numbers of people. Land size is pretty big, but population pretty small. Ephraim only put 288 people. And and yet it constantly surprises me. Imagine a theater that has 16 acres of cedar forest. A theater. And most people have never seen a kind of theater like this before. Um, And it actually first opened up about 10 years ago as a beer garden. And, uh, But we'll talk about that later. First of all, let me welcome our next guest, Greg Winkler, the artistic director. He's an actor, but he's also the director for the Peninsula Players Theater. Hi, Greg. Hi. So quite a history there and quite a location you've got.
6: Oh, it's a beautiful location. It's right on the shores of Green Bay in a cedar forest, as you said, in 16 acres. And our theater is nestled in the woods there and with gardens on either side that are open to the audience. And I
0: stand corrected. Your history goes back 26 years.
6: Well, to 1935, actually.
0: But in your current location?
6: In our cur- Yes. Wow. In 1937, they moved there. They bought the Wildwood... Yeah, but your toys. history goes
0: back 26 years.
6: Yeah, to 88.
0: That would be... Oh, excuse me, 28 years. Yeah. Well, who, who's counting? <laughs> what, what brought you here?
6: Uh, I had I auditioned for the Peninsula Players for many years because it was in a beautiful location, And I became friends with the artistic director, and he finally hired me up here, and I guess I liked it so much that I kept coming. And I started as an actor, and then I went into the role of artistic director. What about
0: Ephraim and the surrounding area is conducive to this kind of a theater?
6: What's so wonderful about it is that uh, normally when you're working in uh, jobs like theater, you're in metropolitan areas because... They can support a professional theater. Right.
0: Yeah, how do you, su- first of all, you're seasonal.
6: Yes, Ju- middle of June to middle of October. Yeah. And, uh, but what is wonderful about here is when we're up here, we're working in a place where we're free from the distractions of sort of everyday life and our existence back home, and we can concentrate just on the art of doing our theater. In you can focus on the art. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And, and it's in a beautiful location. It's a lot of work, but uh, when I get frustrated or things seem to get crazy, I walk down to the shore, I look at the water, I look at the sunset. And Let me
0: guess, it centers
6: you. It centers me. I knew you
0: were gonna, I see, I got that. <laughs> but when you're, when you're mounting a production at this theater, first of all, you've got to staff it, right? Are yes. you having trouble getting people to come up here to, do, to work?
6: Fortunately, people want to come up here very Good. badly. So we, uh, we have, I have a lot of people to choose from.
0: And they get to try out their material here, too.
6: Sure. We've also premiered a lot of new plays. That's,
0: what a, that's the point. You can actually do new stuff here.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a very supportive community.
0: But you've also done Chicago. You've also yes. done you know uh, other plays that other people would recognize. Uh, they, those are big productions.
6: Oh uh, Yes. We're doing the Full Monty right now, the musical, which uh, has our first audience tomorrow night.
0: Now, here's my question. For the full Monty or Chicago, both musicals, mm-hmm. y- you have a full orchestra.
6: Uh, we have a seven-piece band for the full Monty.
0: Okay, but for Chicago,
6: uh, it was about the same.
0: So you got th- you got through it with a seven-piece band.
6: Yes, yes.
0: And how many how many people does the theater hold?
6: Uh, technically, six hundred and twenty-one. But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, we just closed the, the Hollow of the Agatha Christie, and we filled it to six twenty-seven saturday and sunday (laughs) nights but we don't want to crowd it too much
0: exactly plus you've got all that landscape and real estate to play
6: with yes that the patrons can wander on and the beer garden and the shore see i knew beer was involved yes it was
0: (laughs) in wisconsin beer is always involved of course now is there is there a two beer minimum or what how does that work no
6: there's no minimum no but we have a full bar so after
0: the fourth beer you're really going to enjoy the play yes (laughs) no matter what
6: yes
0: (laughs) what's the most challenging production you've done
6: Uh, Probably Chicago, the one you mentioned, the musical, was quite large, uh, quite elaborate. There was a lot of stuff going on, great show.
0: Theater companies like this always have the financial challenge of how do you make it work sustainably financially. Mm -hmm. Are you you able to cover your
6: bills? One of the wonderful things about our theater is that uh, most of our revenue comes from ticket sales, uh, which is unusual. So you're not
0: depending on donations?
6: We are not dependent on them. We use them. Of course. But we're a not-for-profit who doesn't have to do a lot of fundraising, which is extraordinary.
0: Yeah. And you've done it so many years.
6: Yes. Yes. It's an institution up here.
0: Can you attract name directors, name actors, stars, celebrities?
6: Uh, Possibly. I've actually made a concerted effort not to do that because it's... The company, it's more about being a company. and I It's don't, more about being a community, too. And a community, and I don't want, uh, want to focus on bringing stars in because uh, then that's where the focus goes, and it's really about the shows and right. the audience.
0: And, and, and you keep it that way for a reason. Yes,
6: yeah. yes, it works better that way. We, I have to carry a company of people through uh, many shows, so, and it's a wonderful community.
1: This is your captain speaking. There is absolutely no cause for alarm. Head on the highway.
0: Looking And whatever
1: comes
0: our way. We always like to localize the volunteerism opportunities and Door County is no exception. The Ridges Sanctuary is the oldest private nature reserve in Wisconsin. They permanently protect over 1,600 acres. Their mission, of course, is to research, educate, and preserve all the natural wonders here of, of, the, of Door County. And their sanctuary could not do it if they didn't have volunteers. Now, they have about 200 volunteers right now, but they'll take you as well because you can even be a hike assistant. You ready for this? My favorite title, a lighthouse keeper. I'll take that job. Uh, you can help with trail construction and maintenance, uh, upkeep of the buildings and boardwalks. But here's the best part about it. You get to do it with somebody who actually lives here, You're given a tour by the locals. You immerse yourself in the culture. You'll probably have better food than I'll ever have. And what kind of an experience do you have, especially since all the positions that I just mentioned to you require no prior knowledge or experience. So, therefore, I qualify. It's unbelievable. If you want more information, just go right to our website, petergreenberg.com, or ridgessanctuary.org, and they'll help you out. So when you come up here to Door County, at least give them a half a day. You'll probably give them more. And you'll find out everything you wanted to see in a completely different and wonderful way. Speaking about finding out stuff, you know, I, I, I'd say that the population of Ephraim is officially like 288 people. It's not big. But guess what? They have a historical foundation. And the docent of that is Linda Carey, one of the 288. Hi, Linda.
5: Hi. How are you?
0: Now, I have said this before, and I said it earlier in the show. Most people fly over Wisconsin. They don't see how great a state it is. And- As Well, it just comes to to, to figure at that point that most people don't know Door County, not to mention Ephraim. So tell me something that I don't know, which, by the way, when it comes to Ephraim is probably just slightly more than everybody else.
5: (laughs) Probably one of the things that you may not know is that when Door County was born as a county, it only had a part or two with people in it. Ephraim was not the first of the villages. But when it was founded in 1853 by a band of 16 Moravians, several of whom were children and of no use when building a cabin, they had a hard That's time. also true today, by the way. It <laughs> is true today. We've never employed any of our children to build a house. I, it seems to me that people who came here in those days were far braver than any of us because what they had to endure was dreadful. But thank goodness they came because here we still are a hundred and several years later.
0: And you've lived here all your life.
5: No, I was born here, raised here, and now I'm back. <laughs> 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 we came as often as we could, but you know, you go where the jobs are. And my husband worked in several different states. We lived in several different states, enjoyed each one of them, but some the, more but than others. But
0: at the end of the day, you came back
5: about four years ago permanently we've had a house here almost 20 years
0: and you've been married for
5: 55 almost 56 years
0: so he hasn't found out yet no okay just just (laughs) double checking. I just (laughs) know but you're a Wisconsin girl I mean you went to Appleton you went to Lawrence and Appleton I did right I did so you were never that far away from from Door County
5: even as a child I knew Door County was special and of course those of us who lived in Ephraim thought Ephraim was the most perfect of towns I'm sorry to say we still think so. However, I do realize that many other towns in Door County are equally wonderful. I hate to admit that. Go ahead, you can. (laughs) The beauty here is incredible. And I think even as a very small child, we all knew that. Where else could you be where there is water everywhere? We have huge miles of shoreline. We have a state park, only the second state park that was formed in Wisconsin. It's three thousand seven hundred some acres we look right at it across from Ephraim it's gorgeous we will never have condominiums over there
0: (laughs) and you don't want them I do not is there a height
5: restriction here yes on the main street facing the water they hope that you will build a one-story building evidently some people didn't get that (laughs) and we do have a couple that are a little larger I understand there was quite a human cry when that happened. Luckily, I wasn't here, so I didn't have to fight about it.
0: But in terms of the history, how, how have you been able to preserve the history here?
5: The best thing to say is that word of mouth, as in the days of the old Native Americans who passed everything along with serious purpose, All of our elderly people knew a lot of things and remembered a lot of things. It was all about storytelling. It was all about storytelling. We have many, many storytellers in this county.
0: So stories were told to you? Yes. And you told them to somebody else?
5: I did, and still am. I'm a tour guide, and I really enjoy it. Sometimes you throw in something that may not be usual, and everybody laughs. Like what? Well, I love the ghost stories. It has nothing to do with Door County being special, but it's pretty cute. Well, give me a ghost story. <laughs> all right. Right behind you in the state park, there was a man who lived there and all by himself, finally got married, had a few children. He was a fisherman, and he decided that he would go out on his own. Instead of working for other people, he fished by himself. We're talking in the late 1890s. And? And after his wife passed away and his children grew up and moved away, he continued fishing, and one day he went out in his fishing boat, and he never came back. In the meantime, after his wife died, he decided that evidently he would probably die soon at some point or another, and so he made himself a coffin. And? And after he disappeared, and his body and his boat were never found, all the children of the area, especially the summertime children, went over to the park and went into the house, and they loved to get into the coffin. And, of course, if they knew other kids were coming, they would close the coffin lid. And then lid. surprise them. Oh, yes. Oh jump yeah. up and yell and carry on. Oh, my mother talked about this all the time, about how the naughty children went over there. She, of course, never claimed that she had done so.
0: But she was aware of the story. Of yes, course.
5: she was. Where's,
0: where's the coffin today?
5: Well when his body was never found, his daughter came up and claimed it. She said she thought she'd like to be buried in that coffin and so they took it I think to Chicago and she was buried and supposedly the ghost was never heard from again. (laughs) He (laughs) must have been happy that the coffin was being used.
0: I love it. What about the Little Yacht Club?
5: The Little Yacht Club is only little in the amount of property that it owns. I belong to it since I was a child. I learned to sail there. My husband was its Commodore some years ago. Do you
0: still call him Commodore?
5: Actually, I try not to. (laughs) But you know, I had a title too. The wife of the Commodore is called the Mamador. (laughs) (laughs) The Yacht Club was founded in 1906, probably because there was nothing much to do in Ephraim in those days. If you didn't like sitting around on a rocking chair on the porch of your resort, take lots of walks there wasn't anything else to do so somebody said let's have a regatta and four days later they did and we've never missed having one every year since the ephraim regatta is well known in the great lakes
0: and how many boats participate
5: anywhere from 20 to 50. wow yes and they're all small we often have more than one class but recently only the flying scott class What would you
0: say is the biggest surprise for a first-time visitor here, something they're not expecting to see?
5: That's a hard question. I would say the most wonderful part about Door County is its beauty. Its natural beauty cannot be surpassed. It might be equaled, but it can't be surpassed. People probably now come here and are surprised that there are so many things to do. There is a lot in the art department, Music. We have the Peninsula Music Festival, which is, I think, 64 years old this year. World-class musicians. There's something for everyone to do.
0: And in February?
5: In February, the weather is gorgeous. I used to live in Florida. My husband and I were there for 37 years. That was one of the reasons why we came back here. Florida is just too darn hot.
0: (laughs) And Wisconsin is not too darn cold?
5: Not for me. Some people think so.
6: We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor?
1: Howard Radio, clearance over. That's Clarence over. Over. Roger. Huh?
0: All right. Speaking of Linda Carey, the docent of the Ephraim Historical Foundation. Uh, Ephraim, by the way, population 288, <laughs> more or less. Yes. Right? That's so right. I've, so I've got one of the 288 here. Um <laughs> When you go out, I mean, I, and I've, I've said this before, I, having been in Wisconsin since I'm 17, right? I went to school in Madison. When I first came, you know, there was just pizza, and garlic bread, and brats, and beer. And the definition of sauteed was extremely deep fried. <laughs> I, now you've got some great restaurants.
5: We do. We have some fabulous restaurants. We're very, very lucky. Having lived in cities, I don't feel put upon at all to just eat in Door County.
0: Right, but... Where do you go? Where's your favorite place? It's not in the brochure, not in the guidebooks, but it's a place you like to hang out, let's say, for breakfast.
5: For breakfast, I like to go practically next door to the old post office.
0: Yeah, I've heard about the post office, but it's not is it still the post office? No, no. it's
5: the third location of the post office, and we're on our sixth one now.
0: <laughs> Maybe the post office doesn't like you.
5: <laughs> it was a post office long before I was but, here. But here's the
0: cool thing. For a population of 288, you still have one.
5: I know, and we How'd not. that happen? We don't the post know. office is
0: canceling- all around the world. And you know, they've right.
5: tried to cancel us a few times. Yeah. We keep fighting back and we hope we'll be successful.
0: Do they still do mail delivery here?
5: We never do mail delivery here. You have to go to the post office to pick your mail up.
0: And you want to say that's why you still have one?
5: Maybe that's it. Yep. Maybe that's so it.
0: So you have a post office box? I do. And it's how long have you had that box number?
5: Well, we changed it about <laughs> 10 years ago because I'm short and it was up high. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's a good reason to change. It. <laughs> I thought so. Okay. So the post office is now a restaurant?
5: The post office is a restaurant and part of a very lovely motel resort also. Okay, so that's what, and, and what do you order for breakfast? Well, they are well known for wonderful homemade pancakes, buttermilk pancakes, but they do everything really well.
0: Yeah, but you forgot something. What? Maple syrup.
5: Maple syrup has to be made in Door County. Many people make their own, many businesses sell their own, and you cannot beat it. The maple syrup that is sold in grocery stores under famous names is not maple syrup. (laughs) It's corn syrup with a little maple flavoring.
0: Ah, thank you for that uh, (laughs) education there. And and people, listen, I came up here and bought some yesterday, so I know, right? Mm -hmm. I also bought honey.
5: Good for you. We have lots of people making honey up here. And then, of course. Actually, the bees make the honey. You may have known that.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay. And cherries.
5: Oh, my goodness. Cherries are so big here. There is. I,
0: I uh, Driving up yesterday, I, I couldn't go maybe 500 yards without seeing another sign saying, pick your own, pick yeah. your own, pick yeah. your own. Right?
5: And that's big fun if you don't mind being sticky. I prefer to go to the cherry co op during the season and buy it.
0: <laughs> Let somebody else do the work. That's right. Okay. And they'll pit
5: it for you, too. <laughs>
0: Now these are the, these aren't the sweet cherries, are they? These no. are the, these are the tart cherries.
5: Yes, they're called Montmorency cherries. Which and means you're wonderful. Which
0: means you're you're making pies.
5: You're making many many pies, how, many.
0: How's your cherry pie?
5: I am not a real big fan of cherry pie. I know how. After to what make you just it, said
0: about cherries,
5: but I love cherry jam. That's what I make.
0: Ah, so you make your own cherry jam. I do. Mm-hmm. That's why you're still married, right?
5: Maybe so. I yeah. hadn't thought of that.
0: Okay. Now lunch and dinner, where do you go?
5: We love to go to the waterfront in Sister Bay. We love the shoreline. Now, how
0: far is Sister Bay from here?
5: Oh, about four miles. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes.
0: It, you, you, you could bike it.
5: I could. Yeah. I wouldn't. No, but you could. I don't approve of exercise. Really? <laughs> really. The turning the pages of the book is the most exercise I want.
0: And making cherry jam. That's true. Okay. Well, I mean, you had to do some kind of work. That's right. Okay. <laughs> and what are you eating for lunch there in Sister Bay? In
5: Sister Bay. Probably something that's rather simple, because we prefer to go out for dinner.
0: Ah, okay. Dinner's the big meal, so where are you going? Dinner
5: is wonderful, and that's at at the waterfront, and that's at the shoreline, that's at Alexander's and Fish Creek. If you want to go for lunch, but you can also go for dinner, you could go to the Coyote Roadhouse. You asked about something that many people might not know about, and that might be one of them.
0: And what do you get there?
5: Really, a huge variety. You would think it was only burgers, but they make many things. They have bigger things at dinner, many lunch-type things.
0: And the signature dish at dinner for you is?
5: And anywhere at all, I pick white fish. We have the best white fish in the world. A fish boil? I do not love fish boils.
0: (laughs) She doesn't like exercising. She doesn't like fish boils, but she'll eat the white fish.
5: I will. I will. And what, grilled? No, I prefer it broiled.
0: Ah. Breaded? Maybe not. (laughs) I'll be your server tonight. <laughs> My
5: mother was a fabulous cook, so I really like mostly the things that she prepared in the way she prepared them.
2: Hello and welcome to Alaska Flight 438. We'd like to tell you now about some important safety features of this aircraft. The most important safety feature we have aboard this plane is the flight attendants. Please look at one now.
0: A lot about fish in this show because, well, I like to eat fish. But, you know, I when I grew up in as a as a college student in Madison, I I didn't eat a lot of fish. I ate a lot of, well, brats and steak and cheese and and uh, a lot of cheese and more cheese. I still eat a lot of cheese. But now I'm a I'm a pescatarian, and if you're going to be in Door County, you're going to eat a lot of fish, which is great. And joining me now is a guy who knows a lot about fish. He owns his name is Charles Hendrickson, but he owns Hendrickson Fisheries. I mean, Door County is fish. Yes, it is. That's a tremendous answer, Charles. Can you elaborate?
3: Well, with all the water we have here around Door County, uh, sport fishing and commercial fishing has always been an important part of uh, what's happening here. And there's there's a huge demand. Uh, Huge demand, yeah. So what are you growing? It's because it's fisheries, right? Are you you farming a lot of fish? No, no, no. We're we're wild-caught. Uh, Even sustainable better. Sustainable. Okay, now fish we're talking. Now we're that, talking. Uh, that uh, we provide a tremendous amount of uh, supply to the local restaurants and fish boils and fish houses. And
0: yeah, we, we talked a little eat. bit about fish boils before because that's a tradition up here. Yes, it is. Right?
3: And you never yeah. get tired of it? Uh, I don't eat it every day, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but you know, it's a, it's a great way to uh, enjoy fish it's it's a wonderful meal and uh it uh it, it's prevalent all over dork county here with uh, people boiling white fish so you're catching white fish we're catching white fish yep how are you catching them we fish with a net called a trap net it's a big set net that uh we actually take a boat uh, that has a cabin in the front and a big open deck and we we slide it under part of the trap And we take the fish out with dip nets. So the fish are still swimming when we catch them. You know, they're live when we catch them. And we sort them for size or type. If uh, there's something we can't use, we can throw them back and they swim away. And then we um, rush those to our processing plant and uh, deliver them to the restaurants the same day. I mean, when you get to the processing plant, I mean, you obviously clean them. Oh, sure. Do you vacuum pack them too? We... uh, don't do a lot of vacuum packing. We used to do uh, a vacuum packing and ship out of the county now, but now we do very little of that. Almost everything's fresh in our processing plant. Okay, how big is the whitefish, by the way? Well, th- there have to be 17 inches for us to keep them. So a 17-inch fish could range from a pound and a half to two pounds. And what's the biggest whitefish you've ever caught? Oh, we've caught some that are well over 10 pounds, which okay. is you know, fairly unusual. Uh, and and usually not this time of year. Sometimes in the fall run, when the older fish school up to come onto the spawning grounds, we might see some bigger fish. Like now, you're
0: not fishing during the
3: winter. We have there's times we have. Yeah, we fish that open boat longer than most. You know, we last year I think we finished up the sixth of January, and uh, uh, there's been years we've started by the end of February. But uh, it's really ap- April through October, and then we do a little bit in December. Now, you say there are only two kinds of fish people the people who look at the water and the people who go in the water? Two kinds of people that come to Door County. Uh-huh. Know, uh huh. People, people that look at the water and people who go on the water. And uh, everyone who's looking at the water wants to go on the water, they just <laughs> need to find the opportunity. And there, there's a whole bunch more now with tour boats. Because, and, but uh, you're doing commercial fishing, but I mean, right. if I came out here, I couldn't just hop on your boat. Well, if you'd have to ask permission, but you, you could hop on our boat. That's what sure.
0: So if somebody comes out here as, as a
3: visitor, what a great experience to go fishing with you guys. Sure, sure. But I have friends who have been telling me for 20 years they're going to go with me and they never show up. So, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so what you're telling me is you got space. What you're telling me you've got we, space for me. Yeah, I, I couldn't bring 10 people with me, but if a couple people wanted to ride along, we sure could show them what we're doing. That's great. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and you could teach them, too. Sure. Sure to be a great learning experience. And what other than what other than whitefish? Whitefish is primarily what we catch. We also catch a, uh, a fish called a burbot, also called a lawyer. That uh, it's kind of like, kind of like a freshwater cod. And uh, we uh, we catch limited amounts of that. But uh, there's some local demand for that. We export some of that to Washington Island to my good friend Kenny Cohen and <laughs> uh, and. Uh, it's, but you've been here for but
0: you've been here forty-three years. I have. That's yeah. cool.
2: You've been listening to Peter Greenberg Worldwide. Catch us each week as we broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world.
5: Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.
7: Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss.